Welcome to the Saturate Podcast. My name is Brad Watson, and today's episode is going to be another fun one. In this episode, Ben Connolly is going to interview me about the new Bible study I've written that Saturate is publishing called Jonah. This uh, Jonah book is going to be fun. You'll learn a lot more about it in this episode of the podcast. Also, though, Happy New Year. Hope you're having a wonderful New Year as you step into 2020, and hopefully you have clear vision, 2020 vision. As you do that, uh, we do have a resource online about annual reflection uh, that'll help you think through the past year and the year ahead. And as you do that, as you consider uh, what God might be leading you to, we'd love to be part of it. Hope that our resources at Saturate, our training, our events are all really helpful. Speaking of that, we've got an event coming in February. We're headed to the East Coast. Jeff Vanderstelt, Ben Connolly, others from our team will be out there in Maryland. You should definitely check that out. Go to the saturatetheworld.com, click on events, see what is coming to an area near you. And that's a great way to get connected to Saturate and take the next step in learning how to be a disciple who sees Jesus as better than everything else, sees his church be more, and see his mission be every day. With that, let's dive into today's episode. This is the Saturate Podcast. Saturate is committed to seeing a gospel movement happen in North America and beyond, in which every man, woman, and child have a daily encounter with Jesus in word and deed. This podcast is an ongoing conversation with disciples and leaders growing in the gospel and growing and living the implications of the gospel in community and on mission. Well, hi there, and welcome to this episode of the Saturate Podcast. The, the first episode of the Saturate podcast for the year of our Lord 2020. Mm-hmm. My name is Ben Connolly, and I'm taking back over the podcast because whenever Brad writes a Bible study, he hands over the reins to someone else so that he doesn't have to interview himself about the Bible study. <laughs> and so that's the box that I get to live in, and I'm honored <laughs> to serve the Saturate podcast in that way. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. <laughs> and also happy new job to you thank you you're actually getting paid to be on the podcast now so kudos to you yeah okay that's great <laughs> i'm glad that's part of my job now i really enjoy doing this with you yeah i'm glad you're on our team again i'm sure there'll be more news about that everyone listening doesn't know what we're talking about but that's okay maybe there'll be a future podcast episode that we fill them in on the super top secret But for today, we are, jokes aside, talking about uh, a new resource that Saturate has released that Brad uh, has put his mind and his pen to, um, and that I am really excited for. Um, And that is that we have a second Bible study in in what I think we have to call a series of Bible studies now, because there's two. Now there's two, yeah. And now we have a Bible study on Jonah to follow up our Bible study on Ephesians. That's right. And we have two more coming, at least. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so why don't we start by just giving a little bit of the, the heart behind the, the Jonah study. Why, why write it and why Jonah? It definitely goes back to just why Bible studies in general. I think that, you know, as Saturate, we want to see a movement of the gospel happen where, you know, every woman, man, and child has a daily encounter with Jesus. and I think that sometimes we underestimate the power of the Bible to inspire us and teach us how to do that. 
mm-hmm. uh, how to live a life of, of mission and how to make much of Jesus. And then even particular, I think in our Bible studies or small groups or missional communities, we really struggle to connect the dots of the scriptures to our daily calling uh, to be sent ones wherever we go. And so that's kind of why, you know, that's why we did Ephesians. That's why we're doing Jonah. And then Jonah itself is just a really big tale uh, about, I was about to make a fish joke. <laughs> you were so close, but you, you, you reined it in. Yeah, it's a really big tale about, <laughs> I mean, there's, the layers of it are just incredible. Uh, there's the layer of God's heart and passion for a city that seems completely unreachable, mm. uh, which I think is inspiring for us uh, today in the year 2020 of, wow, no city that we live in is far from Jesus's mind or passion even to see restored. Mm. There's the layer of the missionary, the sent one who knows a lot about God, but kind of refuses and kind of doesn't understand God mm-hmm. uh, and his heart. And what's amazing about the story is the grace that God shows him and pursues him. So there's this, Jonah's awesome because it's about how we are God's mission when we're on God's mission. That's really good. I, I read in preparation for this, just looked over some of the, even the the kind of phrases that shape this study and seeing Nineveh and being reminded of our own cities mm-hmm. and seeing Jonah and being reminded both of our own calling and our own weakness as followers of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, I know you preach this, preach through Jonah uh, in your in your local church, along with some of your other elders. Um I'm just curious if you have any kind of stories that come to mind of some of the response as folks realized, hey, L.A. or in any of the cities that folks are living in, this is like my city. This is like Nineveh. Mm-hmm. Or if any of the folks in your church went like, oh, wow, I didn't realize how close to Jonah's story my own struggle or my own mission is. Mm-hmm. Did you find any of those? Yeah, definitely. I think so many stories of just in particular, I think Nineveh kind of represents this hard untourist attraction, whatever the opposite of tourist attraction, that's what Nineveh was. A really big, prominent, industrial city that was just hard towards all things mm. God, and everyone knew it. And I think that whether it's a city or a person, so as we've taught through this series, I've now been able to do it in a couple of places. The story with Jonah and Nineveh, I think, really strikes people either there's like the father that they think, well, they'll never believe. Uh, that's many people. Or the coworker, well, they'll never believe. This industry that I'm in, like here in LA, the, the entertainment industry, that'll never be redeemed or restored. Like I would never go there. And, and I think there's even other pieces of it where we think about, well, those parts of our city or those parts of the things that we're called to are so bad, they actually don't deserve to be redeemed and restored. Yeah. That's honestly where my heart really comes into contact with this story. Even, you know, last uh, last weekend, my wife and I uh, went out to dinner with another couple, uh, and we it was beautiful downtown a skyscraper kind of meal. It was really awesome. They paid for it, so kudos <laughs> to them. But the Uber ride there, my wife and I were Ubering to downtown LA, and the guy who was talking to us was just so chatty, and then also his his opinions were just so, so silly or just, I don't know, ignorant mm-hmm. maybe even. And the, the whole time it's like, wow, this would be great opportunity to share the gospel, but this guy's just too, too dumb, you know, or 
too far gone or too in a parties or whatever. And I think that even thinking about Jonah a lot lately, I just felt very convicted in the spirit of, well, this guy is a beloved child created by yeah. God, image of Christ or image of God that God wants to redeem and restore. So I think that's, that's how it hits people. And there's two cities, which is what I like about it. Like the city that Jonah never gets to of Tarshish mm-hmm. is like beautiful, coastal, comfortable Spain. <laughs> and, and I think that there's a part of it of, oh man, that's the good life. You know, like that's the, the Instagrammable yeah. place to do ministry. Or that's the really beautiful, exciting yeah. stuff. Uh, not the dirty, grinding it out hard that no one's going to see or know. Like Jonah was going as a prophet of God to Tarshish to live, uh, even though the celebrity, famous, comfortable life. At least that's how that's how I mm. think about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think I think we have that those two city decisions all the time. Yeah. And as an aside, if you're listening to this podcast and you've ever given Brad an Uber ride, know that Jonah <laughs> changed his view of you. And, and Brad now sees you <laughs> not as someone dumb, but as yeah. someone who is who is beloved by the love of God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love Jonah, man. It, it is it is one of my favorite books. I don't know if people who are in ministry are allowed to have favorite books because we have to like it all. But Jonah is one of my favorite books of the Bible, mm-hmm. and I just love it. Even I mean, just a couple of notes that I'd love for you to speak into like the the opening scene you know the word of the lord coming to Jonah and saying go mm-hmm. go to the city go to these people and Jonah saying no and pays mm-hmm. pays a price to go away from it into the resort like famous city that you're talking about mm-hmm. it's it's a passage that we use a lot when we train new preachers on gospel mm-hmm. centrality to go like how how do you see the good news of Jesus how is Jesus the hero even of that little one paragraph of Jonah 1 mm-hmm. And it's so beautiful. And this is one of my hopes for folks who, who, who pick up the study, who, who walk through the study, is that they'll just be, be saturated, if I can use that word, mm-hmm. just by seeing like Jesus's name won't appear in the book of Jonah. Mm-hmm. And yet by, by such a contrast, mm-hmm. you know, God said to his son, go to the city, go redeem these people. And rather mm-hmm. than paying a, a fairly small fare, by comparison, mm. to get away from the city, Jesus paid a much higher price to go mm. and, and do the hard work that Jonah just really didn't want to do. Oh, yeah. What are some other places that you found as you were writing, as you were teaching this, that folks are going to find like just the, the, the glorious beauty of Jesus in contrast with this wayward prophet named Jonah? Mm. Yeah, the opening lines are just... I think they're just so powerful and, and we skip over them so, so quickly. Yeah. Just an intro to the book. Let's get to the real stuff. Yeah, exactly. Well, the word of the Lord comes to all sorts of people. Yeah. yeah. No, like God spoke to us mm. or spoke to this person just as like Jesus speaks to us. God spoke a mission into Jonah's life, just like Jesus speaks a mission into our lives. And we kind of just like shrug our shoulders and move on, which mm. I think is, Another reason why I was so motivated to write this study is uh, I just think that where the church in America is, is such a Jonah spot. Mm. We're just like Jonah <laughs> as the church where the the power of God coming and speaking, calling us into a mission is not noteworthy enough for us. And even when, you know, in chapter three, 
Jonah kind of comes back and he, you know, gets a second chance and he walks through the city and he basically shares half the message. Mm-hmm. Your city is going to be destroyed. And he only shares it, it says, because it says it was a three day journey to walk through it, but he only walked for one day. Yeah. <laughs> so he only, he delivered half the message to a third of the city. Mm. And it's like, man, that's just the American church. And I can't, I mean, I can't, <laughs> I can only speak of a few other countries and where they are. And that's pretty, it's pretty common in those countries too, uh, where it's like, wow, we, even when we repent and say, okay, yeah, I'll do this mission that God's called me to, we only do a little bit and we only do it halfway. Yeah. And I think what's compelling about Jonah with Jesus, like beautiful scenes with Jesus is the very end, God goes to Jonah. It says, God came to Jonah. Uh, and spoke with him and asked him questions like, why are you angry? Why are you so upset? And I think that it's like the parallel is just so strong with the the prodigal God story mm. where that Jesus tells the parable about the two sons, the one son that goes crazy. He's really far away and he, and he comes back and God rejoices. I think it's, you could say that's Nineveh. That's the sailors, that stuff. Mm. But then there's the other brother who's done all the good stuff all along, lived a moral life, worked with his dad, never left, uh, just kept track on his brother, though, uh, and all the wrongdoings that he was doing. And then he's angry that, that the father has thrown a party right. for the son who's come back. And that's Jonah. Jonah's sitting out there angry that God has shown compassion on Nineveh because Nineveh repented. Yeah, and It's just so much like that's just how Jesus works. You would think... Man, Jonah heard from God. He grew up hearing from God. He was a talented prophet. And why doesn't God give up on him? Why doesn't God just say, like, man, this guy is so, like, I mean, even there's, like, racial undertones of, like, Nineveh just wants this other race to be wiped out. And God's like, I'm still pursuing you, which I think is just, yeah, that's just a really compelling message, I think, for for all of us. And it just makes... I think it just demonstrates the compassion of Jesus and the heart of God that continues through the life and ministry of Jesus. Like when Jesus is eating with prostitutes and tax collectors, he's doing exactly what God's always done. And when he's talking with Nicodemus in the dark, he's doing exactly what he's always done. Right. And I, I love that you mentioned some of the reality of the grittiness of the rest of Jonah. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like, you know, growing up, I grew up in a religious culture. I wasn't, I wasn't a believer, but I heard all the stories. Um, and Jonah is one of the stories that even if someone grew up far from God, like just Jonah is one of those stories you, you hear about because it's just so, you know, otherworldly in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I remember the story that I grew up hearing was that Jonah uh, was a bad prophet at the beginning, mm-hmm. but then God gave him a second chance and then he was a good prophet. Yeah. And, and and the way you just told the story is a more real piece. Like, no, Jonah Jonah was a lackluster prophet, mm-hmm. at, uh, and and yet God used his lacklusterness to do more than Jonah could have accomplished if Jonah had been the best prophet, mm-hmm. but, but but without the power of God. Mm-hmm. And then and then the end of the story where Jonah's angry that God saves, <laughs> yeah, um, is this this amazing amazing picture to me of like, man, mm-hmm. who, who would be that bold with God? Mm-hmm. And yet there's moments in my own life where I'm like, well, I, I wouldn't say it out loud, but I'm angry that God did this. I'm angry that God blessed mm-hmm. somebody else. I'm angry that God poured out his favor over here. 
Mm-hmm. I don't I don't remember being angry that God saved anyone specifically, but <laughs> but maybe when people don't get what they deserve. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, by, by my own <laughs> by my own, you know, determination. Oh yeah. And so there's so much that, that I personally resonate with in Jonah. Oh yeah, and the the theology of Jonah, like that Jonah speaks is incredible. Yeah. You know, like when he's angry with God, he's saying I knew you would do this. And then he quotes, you know, the big cornerstone of Israelite theology. He quotes like what God told to Moses, you know, he says, I knew you would do this because you're slow to anger, you're bounding in love, you're compassionate, you know, all of those things. I knew you would do this because this is who you are. Yeah. It's like Jonah knew the first, the first, you know, question that we ask all the time. Yeah. Who is God? He knew it. And he knew it like so much. He had, I think he had incredible faith that God would actually save the city, but he was angry about it, which I think kind of exposes, I think, a lot of our hearts all the time. Like, oh, I know God's going to bring his kingdom. I'm just not too particularly concerned or pumped about that. Or, you know, I'm not on the same page with God about how he's actually going to do that. I want it to be done in my way, my time. Totally. My comfort level with the people that I like. Right. Yeah. With my political party or with what makes me feel comfortable or I want God to bring his kingdom by showing those people a lesson. Right. I think that's that's very real. Or I think that's, yeah, you kind of see two Jonahs. I think the first Jonah, the first part before the whale, he's just looking for his own comfort. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the second part, he's just demonstrating his anger towards the mission. Yeah. And I think that when we're leading missional communities or just even churches to be on mission, I think those are the two things we encounter all the times within ourselves and within our communities, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I just want to be comfortable. And I'm even angry at the fact that the mission is happening. <laughs> you know, like, right. Right. Why, how dare you call me into this? And I think they're just the same, the same soul crisis is happening in both yeah yeah jonah doesn't change too much in the story yeah well 2020 do you think people are going to be talking about political parties and preferences very much (laughs) i hope not i've blocked so many things from my social media feed but i think people will talk about politics a lot in 2020 yeah yeah you may be a prophet like jonah but I, i think you're right i think people are going to do that (laughs) <laughs> in, in that way like this is i mean we're joking but in that way like it is a super timely resource to to go like hey there's folks that you don't agree with that god is somehow mm-hmm. going to work through mm-hmm. yeah and man what a what a good timely reminder from a from a few thousand years ago in the other side of the world i think that sorry i think this one of the things we miss in our political debate and, and jonah the bible study is not that political so <laughs> i think one of the things that we we miss in our political debates on both sides. And I've mostly pastor very pretty progressive people. Uh, so I can speak to both sides because I also get to visit with lots of very conservative people. But I think the thing that we miss is we think that these policies is what God is actually after. Well, we want mm-hmm. the Christian thing to do is blank or, you yeah. know, is to create, you know, whatever. But what Jesus is after, it's so clear with both in Jonah's life, the fishermen, the sailors, sorry, the city, the king, even the cattle, Mm -hmm. is he wants to see like repentance 
And then what he wants to do is give compassion or loving justice, mercy. Right. And he wants to see whole cities and nations completely floored by who he is and what he's done and what he's like. Yeah. The better longing in 2020 isn't someone to be impeached, someone to become president and that stuff's important. But like, what if we had a deep longing as the church in America of that we could share just half the gospel Mm-hmm. And the whole country yeah, right. would get on their feet and weep and say, oh, I knew Jesus was like this. I want Jesus. Please mm-hmm. forgive me. And I want to walk in your compassion and your love. Like, what if like we only kind of prayer for that kind of revival instead of political things? And I think, yeah, that's what we miss. It's like God wants to do so much more than even give us religious freedoms. Mm-hmm. or protect our religious liberties like yeah. there's so yeah. much more that god has for the united states north america or whoever might else you know use this but i think i mean i long for that day where i don't even get to share the full gospel message and people are just like yeah that's what i want yeah because jesus is actually truly truly better than even the other things we long for yeah it's like oh you're saying jesus is better okay cool i'm down the spirits convicted me yeah. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Was it, uh, was it different? And, and, and do you feel like folks who pursue this Jonah study will find a difference between, you know, the last one you wrote, the first one that Saturate released was a New Testament book. This one's an Old Testament mm-hmm. book. Yeah. Na- navigate some of the, the differences or nuances between those two. Yeah. I think the, the differences would be, I think in the, the Ephesians study, we, we dove really deep into like, what is the church and the power and purpose of the gospel? In this series, or this book, it's a lot more about centered around the mission and the character of God. But also, I think we, we talk quite a bit about Jesus, which was, which was your first question. But I, yeah, I think people will see a, a real difference. And I think it can even flow really nicely one into the other. Uh, and there is the the Old Testament part of it too, but but honestly, this was, Jonah is an easy Old Testament book to break off. Uh, it doesn't have too many crazy weird things, except for the one line where Jesus says, "How could I not have compassion?" Right. There's all these people and the cattle, and that's how it ends. It ends hard with stop. Yeah. Hard stop. Even yeah. in the Hebrew, the last word is cattle. So yeah. <laughs> that's the weirdest part of Jonah. Yeah. Sure. And a, I guess a big fish swallowing a person. But. I mean, I was about to say, like, you maybe have been dwelling in the text for too long. A lot of people are listening going, well, apparently he got swallowed by a large fish, but Jonah doesn't, or that, <laughs> but, uh, but Brad doesn't find that to be weird. No, that, that part's, of course. That part's normal. Or that he wrote a really great poem in the middle of a fish. That, that part's impressive. Yeah. What else are you going to do, though? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm excited for the study. Eight weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. What else uh, can, can folks expect? What else would be helpful uh, as folks who are listening to this? What, what should they know as far as what to expect from the study? Yeah, it's eight weeks. It follows a similar format to Ephesians where there's personal reflection for everyone where they could read the passage and then ask the four questions. Who's God? What has he done? Who are we? How do we live? There's an introduction. Then it's built on head, heart, hands, like how do we become fully shaped disciples? And I think, it, it, or I know, it, it ends with the thinking of, well, how could we as a community of people that have gone through this actually apply and live out the mission now? And there's even a case at the end for, for being communities on mission in our cities. And so mm-hmm. 
Yeah, even I think if you're leading churches that are that have been doing missional communities for a long time, I think it's a great study to use because we're so quick to forget like why we even yeah. do this or think, oh, we we live this way because of Matthew twenty eight sixteen and that's it. Yeah. The Great Commission. But it's actually the whole scripture is not just about Jesus, but it's about his mission. So I think Jonah's helpful for that and help recast or reimagine revival in our cities and in our own hearts. And then if you're a church that's kind of transitioning, trying to take baby steps, I think there's no better baby step than keep giving people Bible studies that are going to be centered around Jesus, centered around his church being more, and centered around the mission of God. So that's what people should expect. They should get it. They should use it. Yeah, and coming in the future, you've already written drafts for Ecclesiastes and for First Peter, so that's something people can look forward to. And uh, there'll also be one on the Gospel of Mark, and uh, we'll just keep reevaluating. I love that we're doing this. We said this in the uh, the Ephesians interview or Ephesians podcast, but just we we can camp so much on the on the big story of God that we forget the different uh, characters and words and, and poetry mm-hmm. and prose and kind of chapters and smaller books within that story. And so, I love that we're being reshaped mm-hmm. as we consider the one big story by seeing it's like you said, like. Oh, God's mission didn't start when Jesus ascended. God's mission started in Genesis and mm-hmm. God's pursuit of people and using people to pursue people. That that's been that's been part of the one big story. Mm-hmm. But we see it in in Jonah. We get to see this version of the of God's consistent pursuit mm-hmm. and mandate for his people. So I love that that Saturate's doing these. And my hope and prayer is folks uh pick up the Jonah study and do it in community. And even ask the question, like, what is what is the city? What is the population that God has sent me to? And what do I despise about them? What would I what would mm. I be sad about if God actually did? Uh, mm. My hope is that this study will help reveal some of our own hearts and then turn us toward being used by God mm. to, to redeem some brokenness. It's awesome. Uh, any any uh, final <laughs> final thoughts or comments? No, no, it's just great. Thanks for taking the time and uh, chatting with me about it and. Uh, yeah, hopefully uh, people are blessed even without getting the book. So, Well, thank you for writing it for everyone out there. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, you can look forward to some quality podcasts and a variety of topics and that kind of stuff coming in this year. Mm-hmm. And we thank you for being involved in the Saturate story. Today's podcast was edited by Ben Fort, and our theme music is written and performed by the band Mopac. Saturate's hope is to see one missional community for every 1,000 people in every city as we see the glory of God fill every person, every place, and every church. We participate in this vision by curating resources, training, coaching, consulting, and many more ways. Find out more at saturatetheworld.com.